This program is brought to you by the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries. Coming up next is the No Filtered Men's Panel featuring Creflo Dollar and Torrey Roberts from the 2019 Women's Conference. Stay tuned for more of today's message right here on Changing Your World. To wait for the Lord says, I am going to, to trust you first, look to you first. I'm going to go to you for you to consult me first before I turn to myself for the solution or any other human aid for the solution. And the scripture says in Isaiah 64 and 4 that when you wait for the Lord, he will go to work for you and show himself active on your behalf. Ladies, are you ready to find your worth? This is an awesome experience. It's amazing. Join us for three life-changing days at the 2020 Worth Radical Women's Conference, March 19th through the 21st, and learn just how valuable you are. Mark my words, this is going to be epic. Register today for this radical event at taffydollar.org or text RADICAL to 51555. Praise God. Ah, uh, this is a good one. What advice would you give to a woman who feels like she has been waiting forever? Waiting forever for what? <laughs> Maybe to get married. She's, you know, after a certain amount of time, you feel like, yeah, when yeah. is my Prince Charming gonna come? You know what happens? You have to be careful not to draw the wrong type of man. And the way you draw the wrong type of man is your level of esteem, your level of self-esteem is gonna determine what you draw. But your level of self-esteem will also determine what you keep away. So the question is, how do you feel about you? And are you all right with you because it's something about a confident woman that becomes attractive. Yes. I don't want some woman um, that's clingy. I need her to have her own yeah. Yeah, yeah. stuff. I want her to have a vision. I want her to, to have uh, significance. I don't want to be the answer to her entire life situation. I, I want to be able to look at her and say, wow, I'm, I'm proud of her and look at what she has and what she carries and look at her confidence. But you, gotta, you have to examine your self-esteem. Uh, what is it that's keeping uh, folks away from you? You know, how do you, cause how you carry yourself inwardly is going to transfer outside as well. You're going to want to look good. You're going to want to carry yourself the right way. It is important to you.
to not just walk out the house looking any old kind of way, smelling any old kind of way. We look like a helmet with a, that need a chin strap. Okay, I need another filter. No filters, no filters. That's all I have to say. I, I, I need help. Please help me. I'm, I'm, your self-esteem. I mean, I'm, I'm not interested in, in some girl who doesn't, I don't want my sons to, with, you know, and I, you know, you depending on me to make you. I'm not your God. I'm, I'm your partner and I, I want you to know where to go to get made up. Don't look to me for that. That's too big for me to handle. So if they're not there, why? Who are you? Are you okay with you? Can you accept who you are and be all right with who you are? And can you allow that to transfer itself outwardly, how you carry yourself? There, there, there are women I know, they're not the best looking women in the world, but they really look good because of how they carry themselves and, and what comes through. And, and they can become extremely attractive with just a little decoration because they have a personality that carries it. I'm done. I love it. We got good cop, bad cop going here. Um, I, I think that to be in a posture where you feel like you're waiting forever is a posture of distraction because if your life, if you feel like the sum total of your life can be described as you are in this waiting forever season, presumably for a mate, that means that you have lost sight entirely of your sense of purpose and identity, self-esteem and destiny. And I think that there's something wrong with the wiring. You have a wiring problem, to Dr. Dollar's point. And so what I would say to you is get excited about you. Uh, fall in love with you. And, 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 and that, you know, it, it seems all churchy and religious, and that seems like the noble thing to say. But you can really fall in love with yourself and the Lord for real. Like get excited about the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you and and to give you a future and a hope and just believe that everything that God has for you, you're going to attract in the right season. So I think it's a distraction. If you feel like you've been waiting forever, I think that you are grossly distracted and, uh, and it's time to come back to center, love yourself, build your self-esteem again. And I believe that everything that's assigned to you, the right things that are assigned to you will just show up in your life. You, you got to learn how to be okay with you. And you got to learn the difference between fantasy and vision. Because fantasy is nothing but a perverted vision that's been interfered with by the enemy trying to distract you away from the very vision that God gave you for your life. And we spend so much time in the time of social media and all these kind of things where we are laying hold of fantasies, you know, you're, you're spending so much time trying to be like a fantasy yeah. and you're ignoring the anointings and the equipment that God has given you to fulfill your vision. Yes. So tap into what is it that you've been called to do and the will of God for your life. Pursue that with his anointing 
versus wasting your time trying to pursue a vision and ending up just becoming a cheap imitation of something when you can be an expensive, authentic you. You're looking at some Maybelline girl on a billboard that's been photoshopped and wishing you can be that, and it's not even real. And not every man likes that. Some men want some, 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 something to hang on to at nighttime, some, something to cuddle up with. You know, you, you up here trying to lose all that weight, and it's like, now, now, now some, some men's, you know, I'm leave reaching over in the bed and hitting the other side of the bed. Well, yeah, baby. Yeah, no. They want some bump in. Some bump in, too. All right. Amen. <laughs> you see some of these ladies looking at me like, mm. This is a good one, I think. <laughs> we are here at the Radical Women's Conference. Why do you think that there aren't many male empowerment events? Because they won't come. <laughs> you know, Manhood has been, help me say this louder. Manhood has been replaced with shame. And women have got to be careful not to use biblical, biblical equality as a weapon to castrate your husband. Excellent. Excellent. So while you are here, He's at home a little afraid of how you're going to come back. Wow. Am I going to be shamed the more? Am I going to be continually reminded about what I didn't do and how I didn't do that? And am I going to be reminded of the hurt and the pain? And so when you talk about equality, we're not talking about sameness. We're talking about standing on equal ground without discrimination, which means every woman needs to have the exact same opportunity to share her grace and gift as a man. It is the issue of value. If I have $5 bills or $5 in quarters, they're still $5, but they're made out of different materials, but they still hold the same value. Um, but I think what happens is a man is afraid. I was a little afraid when Taffy was in South Africa tour and she called me and she said, babe, I am not the same. So I should have said, praise the Lord. What I said is, uh-uh, don't bring nothing here in this house. Now. And then, you know, don't, don't, uh, what's she coming here with now? <laughs> All right. And immediately my defenses were put up because I'm like, I don't need, men don't like to hear how much they failed and missed it and I wasn't, wasn't perfect. And so she came in very wisely and said, I'm going to pick up where you are. I'm going to pick up with grace of God and I'm going to show you through the scripture. And I said, 
this, this is amazing. But the thing I had to realize is I had to get rid of the shame. How do you do that? He that believeth in Jesus shall not be put to shame. I had to let the shame, I had to let the shame go of being all over the world when my kids were growing up. Of, you know, I wish I would have been there at that situation, but, you know, I was trained that, you know, you got to do what you need to do for God first and he'll take care of everything else. I won't let people around me do that. If you have a kid, you give that time to them because you spell love, T-I-M-E. I didn't know that then. I had to be released from the shame. It wasn't Taffy, it was me. The hurt, the shame. The th and, and men, they're afraid of, of you because they don't understand that we're not talking about sameness. Any message of biblical equality that despises differences needs to be re-examined. It is not the fact that the problem is us, I'm a man and you're a woman. God did that for a reason. It is the issue of, I should have the same opportunity to release my graces as every man has an opportunity to release his graces. And I'm not trying to castrate you. I'm just saying, can you join me in this servanthood role and not just put it all on me, but let's, can we submit one another to one another, submit ourselves one to one another in doing that? And I got delivered from shame. I, I'll never walk in that spirit of shame again as long as I live. I'm delivered. I'm free from it. But that's what it is. We've got to help men in the replacement. We're, we've replaced manhood with shame, and we've got to help men to be all right. But it's not going to do any good, ladies, for you to leave this meeting, go home and castrate your man, and talk about what Pastor Taffy said. Don't get my wife in trouble with your husband. That, that's such an, an, an important conversation uh, because we've heard the term toxic masculinity but there is a toxic femininity and, and it is very much like what Dr. Dollar described uh, is that, uh, I hear a sound oh okay, praise God spirit's falling um, and I think that we do need more, um, I don't know about male empowerment conferences, I wouldn't necessarily call it that, but because of this movement um, of women, I think that it really causes us as men to take a step back and reevaluate what masculinity means. And, uh, and I just believe, and I just share this, and I've talked about this, and I'll continue preaching it. Um, there were two Josephs in the Bible. One was extremely popular. The one was kind of like a sub-character. Uh, the one that's extremely po uh, popular is Joseph, the prince of Egypt, who was powerful and rich and ultimately ended up running Egypt. And every man wants to be that Joseph because that Joseph is, is, is powerful and he's rich and, and he's got influence. But, but the lesser known Joseph was the Joseph who created an environment for Mary who birthed the Messiah. So his destiny, the fulfillment of his destiny was on the inside of her. And so, but you have to teach that, you know, you have to, there's, there's the shame that has to be removed. Um, the insecurity that goes along with it. If she is this, who am I? What does this mean to me? Um, and so there is a need for, and I think we'll see more uh, conferences in the future as the women's movement continues to, uh, to, to soar and to grow because uh, that does leave um, the counterpart with questions. 
and what does this mean? But it is extremely important to echo again what, what Pastor Dallas said for th this false pride to not come over uh, women in this women's movement where the pendulum now is swung so far to the other side that, that their perspective now is toxic and they're poisoning their relationships and and uh, so I think it's a, it's a very important conversation. I think we're going to see more of it in the future. Um, Taffy preached a message on who's the boss. And the, the answer was the guy that serves like Jesus. And, you know, I had an opportunity. I told her, I said I went and reviewed some things. And I said, it's amazing how you said one thing and how some women heard another thing entirely different than what you said. She's not teaching a feminist message. She's teaching a grace-based new covenant message of biblical equality. And, and, and there's a, is a, there, is a, there is a difference in, in that. But I do think that men have to also accept. And by the way, next year we're going to have our first men's conference that, uh, that basically is going to be teaching what they're teaching in this conference here. It's a matter of communicating the same truths. And if we can communicate the same truths and begin to latch on to our parts of that same truth, it's not going to be a different truth for men. It's going to be the same truth that we're teaching in this conference that we're going to teach in the men's conference, but to show men how to latch on to their part and to be free from uh, competition. There's no, there shouldn't be the stirring up of competition. It should be the realization of partnership. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that the partnership, you realize here's this same truth and here's my part. Mm -hmm. And women have that same truth and here's their part. And I think when everybody's clear on their parts that they play and the graces that they have, there'll be not only a great respect for one another, but there'll be a great submission and yielding because I understand this is my part. I am okay with my part. I like what Taffy said yesterday. Uh, uh, we were talking about this at home. She said, but it doesn't mean just because I'm not graced to have kids and to nurse kids that I can't uh, also take the opportunity to watch my kids while my wife is out doing other things. I can't come and say, well, I ain't graced to do that. Yeah, but you can watch them. It, ain't, it don't take too much grace for you to be able to <laughs> make sure they don't burn the house down and stuff like that. So. <laughs> I think... <laughs> And I think also when you were talking, it just really hit me hard. And, and Sarah and I, we were reading this last night. But, you know, in Joel 2, um, there are a couple of themes in Joel 2. Uh, one is a theme of restoration. It talks about, I will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. So, so one of the themes is, is restoration. Another theme is the spirit falling distinctly on both men and women. And so I think that as these, these, these conversations start happening and, and the Spirit of God begins to give more wisdom and there is this healing, ultimately we're talking about a healing, that takes place between the sexes, I believe that there's going to be an outpouring of the Spirit because everything's working properly, unlike ever before, and that outpouring of the Spirit is going to bring restoration uh, to the glory of God. I really believe that's going to happen. I agree. I agree.
often women are told to wait on God for a man. Do men go by the same creed? Creed, maybe. If so, what does it mean to you to wait on God? I think I'm going to answer the back part of it, and I'm going to turn it over to Tori to hit the first part of it. <laughs> um, actually, if, if you will read Isaiah again, in the King James it says, wait upon the Lord. And the translation is to wait for God. It's not to wait on God like a servant waits on a person in a restaurant. That's how it, it was taught. To wait for the Lord means that you are going to look to him first for consultation before any human effort is pursued. To wait for the Lord says, I am going to, to trust you first, look to you first. I'm going to go to you for you to consult me first before I turn to myself for the solution or any other human aid for the solution. And the scripture says in Isaiah 64 and 4 that when you wait for the Lord, he will go to work for you and show himself active on your behalf. Why? Because you've decided to look to him first. And really that's the key to our Christianity. Christianity has been de defined over the years as a bunch of rule keeping. Do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that. When in fact, real Christianity should be about, first and foremost, an intimate relationship with God. And out of that intimate relationship, all of these issues that you're trying to resolve, they are solved through an intimate relationship with Him. You're not going to have problems having faith with someone that you have an intimate relationship with. Now have problems uh, demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit with somebody that you have an intimate relationship with. You're not going to have problems with love. You're not gonna... And so what happens is we've been trying to apply the mechanics before we even know the person. And so you're concerned about getting wet instead of being concerned about is there water in the pool. If you get in the water, you will get wet. If you get in a relationship with God, then all these things are going to flow down. So we've been tied into the mechanics of confession, the mechanics of faith, the mechanics of prayer, and that's important. We're not saying that that's not important. We're saying, how, how, how is that going to work? When you take the mechanics of something and try to, to initiate it in your life, and you don't even know the person. So the greatest sin in the church today is trying to be like God without God. That's the greatest sin in the church today. And so what? it's the same thing in marriage. You know, if, if, if Tory came and he said, you know, you know here's, here are the five things that, uh, you know, uh, I've gotten out of my relationship with my wife that really brings her pleasure. And I'm like, oh, man, let me write that down. What was number four? What was number five? And then I take his five things that are born out of an intimate relationship with his wife, and I take it home and I just put it on Taffy. What's she going to say? Where'd that come from? What you doing? Because it wasn't an outflow of an intimate relationship. You just, that's what the church has done. We just want the rules and the mechanics. And we have no intimacy with God. So that's the last part of that question. The 
first part of that question was often women are told to wait on God for a man. Do men go by the same thing? And, and, and basically waiting for the Lord, for the man, going to him first, believing him first, relying on him, checking with him. God says, I'll be active in finding you a man if you go to me first. But <laughs> the 2019 Unfiltered Women's Conference was a power-packed time of taking off the masks and walking in the freedom offered by God's love, grace, and acceptance. Speakers from all over shared their hearts about who God has made us and how he wants us to operate today. God wants to position us in a way so we can fulfill our highest potential. If it had not been for you on my side, Lord God, where would I be, Lord God? They can't tell you what you can't do. They can't tell you if you're sick. They can't flesh and blood cannot tell you who you are. As a matter of fact, I heard you were a conqueror. I heard that you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Get today's message for your love gift of $7 or more. Or for your love gift of $40 or more, get the 2019 Unfiltered Women's Conference 7 Message Series. Call or visit the website on the screen to order today. I want to see what God has for me. I want to pursue what God has for me. Whatever I need to do in order for God to do what he needs to do, I'm going to do it. Bless God. Dallas, Texas, in Chicago, Illinois. Creflo Dollar presents Change Experience 2020. Are you ready for your change? <laughs> you feel like you walk in this like an earthquake going across the mirror. Just to be saturated in the word with some teaching for like an extended period of time, that's just something you got to get into. There's some stuff that won't be the same when you return back home. You honestly think that God needed you in order to fix it, but what God needed you to do is to rest. Don't miss this free event, April 24th at 7 p.m. in Dallas, Texas, and June 12th at 10 a.m., 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. in Chicago, Illinois. Seats are limited. Don't delay. Go online and register now. Creflo Dollar Ministries refuses to turn a blind eye to human suffering. God has given us the power and the means to meet the needs of people in a hands-on, tangible way. Rest assured that your financial donations are hard at work in the lives of people both here and abroad. We know that when people understand grace, they are empowered to change their lives for the better. Your support enables us to share the grace of God and are able to improve their lives. Thank you so much. If God has placed it on your heart to support the vision of this ministry to reach the world with the gospel of grace, you may call in to make your financial donations or log on to CreflodollarMinistries.org. God bless you.
Because of you, Creflo Dollar Ministries is providing a new understanding of grace and empowering change in the lives of millions of people every day. Thank you, partners and friends. Your love and financial support makes it possible to bring this message into millions of homes all across the globe.